Please turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm 33, Psalm Division 33. We're going to start reading it in verse 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. The Lord looketh from heaven, he beholdeth all the sons of men. From the place of his habitation, he looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashioneth their hearts alike. He considereth all their works. There is no king, save by the multitude of an host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. And horse is a vain thing for safety, neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord, and he is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him, because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. I want to talk to you this morning about freedom. We're starting a series recently, Free Indeed. And in Jesus Christ, we're free indeed. No matter where you are, or what you do, or what you have, that is the only freedom that we're going to find. Yet freedom does not come without responsibility. It is not just floating. It is not just laying on your back on a raft on a lazy river. It is being mindful of the conviction and the resolution and the consecration that's necessary to appreciate what God has done for us and has done to us. Today, though, I want to talk about a particular aspect of that freedom. I've entitled The Favor of Freedom. What a blessing it is to have the favor of Almighty God. Whether that's as a nation, as a church, or an individual, a home, or a marriage. I have told some of you couples personally who have recently mothered and fathered little babies born into your home. We have been so blessed in this church family lately to have little babies. And I have told them that, and I really feel it. Not only did I congratulate the couple, but I said if I could talk to the baby, I would say, what a blessing it is for you to be born into a godly parentage. A godly home, a Christian home. I don't think we realize the blessing of that. So many don't have it. Just like our nation, we hear so much about what's wrong with America. We need to be thinking about what's right with America. We need to be thanking God that He's given us such a blessed place. It is so beautiful, this land of the free. 
What a blessing. You know what? You don't have to go to the Grand Canyon. I've never been there yet, but I know it's beautiful. But it's beautiful in Arcola. It's beautiful in Middle Ground, and hope you like it. And Pig Eye, and Jimps, and Register. What a blessing this land is. And we need to appreciate every bird the Lord lets us here sing. They testify of their freedom so much. God forbid that we'd be complaining. You know what? I do that too much. I promised God a long time ago I wouldn't complain if he blessed us with a healthy child. You don't know what that means until you have one that you lost. And then when he gives it, I was serious about that, and yet he's had to convict me. So many times in my life I've had things I've complained about that probably wouldn't amount to a hill of beans. But what a blessing. We need to thank God for our nation. We need to pray for our nation. To thank God for His favor and to do all we can to maintain that favor. Let freedom ring. I don't know if I told you, that's what I want to title my message today. Let freedom ring. And I want to try to say three things from, from part of this verse, from that title, Let Freedom Ring. I want us to think about a ring as a symbol. And I want us to see the symbols of this nation that manifest that it was built on God, on God's Word. And that we are not a nation apart from God. We are a nation, as we testified in our allegiance to the flag, a nation under God, under God's law under God's authority, and certainly under God's direction. We know how dependent we are on God, or we ought at least. Now God's Word said He has a people in every nation. And I believe that if God says it. He says every nation, kindred, and tongue, there's a people that God has saved by His grace. But there are nations that God is especially blessed. Israel is one of those nations. Great Britain and the United States of America are three I can think of that God has blessed. Why has He done that? By His mercy, that's all. What a blessing it is to find God's favor. And doesn't it say here, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. That blessed nation, the foundation of it is election of God choosing that nation. He chose Israel, you know, the least of all the nations, a few people, and God's blessed them. And I know you know how God, it's amazing to me how that little nation probably no bigger than the state of Georgia, under constant turmoil, yet God has preserved them. You know, I was talking to a guy the other day. He said, you know, in Israel, if you're a man, you have to serve in the army. Every person, every Israelite is a, is a warrior. They might not serve all their life, but they know what it's about. 
And those people are uncanny aware of, of the dangers. And we need to be more in that mind as a nation because that's what freedom takes, vigilance. And uh, forthwith uh, purpose in maintaining that. And it's worth fighting for, freedom. So many have. You know, somebody sent me a sign this morning. And we sung our national anthem. And the sign said, if you don't want to stand for the national anthem, you ought to give your legs to a veteran that lost his defending our freedom. And that way, you can, a real man can stand. And I believe that. We need to be shocked, and I know we are, at the, the great degradation of this country in so many places. But yet, to know that we're blessed of God, and you know, that's not going to be reversed. It's not. When God gives us the authority of His blessing, now He may chasten us, He may. And like He said to Israel, all Israel is not Israel. But God will bless that nation, and God will bless America. The thing about God that we don't understand, at least I don't, it's kind of like a representative theory, the way God deals with things. God, for example, will bless a nation only because there's a remnant. See, God doesn't operate by majority rule because God is the majority, okay? He is the majority. And the Supreme Court is not the highest court of the land. God is, okay? But I think about it because just God blesses a nation or he can chasten the nation because of a remnant. I remember Achan, you remember when he stole the Babylonian garment. God didn't only have him killed. His whole family died with him. It's amazing how God used nations in the Old Testament to chasten Israel. God raised up Pharaoh and he hardened his heart to use him to bless a people to know that God was a God. Yes, God work, works in nations. And God is using people like you. I don't have to tell anybody in this room what this nation is about. And I'm so thankful that I can be around a people like you are. That we can bless God. And when we read from his word, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. We know it, and it hurts our heart to know in any form or shape or fashion our nation is brought down to the lowest state and the chaos and the seemingly turning from God in places. But I want us to talk about that. May God help us let freedom reign. First of all, let's think about the symbols of, of freedom that's in this nation. You know, probably, and I'm not a historian. Many of you know more about what I'm going to tell you than, than I do, I bet. But in Washington, D.C., there is more evidence in our capital that God rules this nation than any other place in this nation. Do you know that? You can see Scripture. You can see the sayings of men that were, were our founding fathers that based their motivation on God Almighty. 
the Mayflower Compact. I understand before the pilgrims ever got off the boat, before they had law as far as established and, and writing, the very fiber of the Constitution were, was began there. What was it based on? They made up their minds before they got off the boat that God's rule was going to say how they're to live, how they were going to conduct their lives. And you know, that's woven into the fiber of this nation's very foundation. And we ought to be so thankful because God doesn't bless a nation who ignores His Word. And God is serious about a nation following His Word. And when you remove God from a nation, you remove His Word. And it's such an oxymoron, so to speak, to think about Washington, D.C. being the very foundation, the being the very symbol of the Word of God, being also the place that prayer was taken from schools, that the Ten Commandments was to be removed from schools. It just doesn't make sense. But nevertheless, we have to go on and, and understand the symbols that God gives us and be thankful for them and bless God in it. I noted down uh, a note, just wrote freehand, uh, the Jefferson Memorial. Some of you have read it. It says, God, Thomas Jefferson said this, God who gave us life gave us liberty can the liberties of a nation be secure when we have removed a conviction that these liberties are the gift of God? Indeed, he said, I tremble for my country. When I reflect that God is just and that his justice cannot sleep forever. And we need to be reminded of that, I believe. When you think about the Lincoln Memorial and all that's there on that great memorial of, of Scripture, of the providence of God, of leading and guiding, of our very currency in God we trust, why do you think that's there? It was put there to assert and to remind us of the symbol that our monetary and our political prosperity is going to have to be tied to our faith. It's going to have to be tied to God because that's what faith is. Faith is the Word of God. Faith is not only hearing the Word of God, but doing the Word of God and putting it into action. And what a blessing. I mentioned this in a phone call devotional the other day. It was just was amazing. I never realized there was a prayer room in our capital. There is. There's a prayer room. And in that prayer room, it's open when the uh, Senate and the Congress are in session, House of Representatives, and it's for people to go, those representatives, to have private prayer and meditation. And in that prayer room is a, is a window, probably a lot like these, maybe much bigger and more elaborate, but it's George Washington kneeling in prayer. And behind him is Psalms 16.1, which talks about, Preserve me, O Lord, I trust in thee. Oh, what a blessing we see, and we see it so much. I believe, for the most part, in my little exposure 
to the Capitol here in Atlanta, Georgia. And some of the friends of some of my children that's fathers were representatives in Washington. That men and women pray a lot in our government. I don't think we realize, we don't hear that much. But I believe there's a lot of good godly men and women that pray and that rejoice. I, I was greatly blessed in Atlanta uh, to have the opportunity to do a couple of devotions there uh, for the house there. And, and all the members, I understood, had an opportunity to invite their pastors. And Brother Bob Lane was here then and in our, in our church and was a representative and asked me to come. And, and I was just... I was just overwhelmed that, that our government started every session with prayer. And so, that's, isn't that needful? That's mindful. But you won't hear that on the news. And we need to be mindful that there's many symbols of God. God has always given us a symbol. He's given His people. Israel had a, a pillar of cloud by day and a fire by night to guide them. The Ark of the Covenant, you remember was a manifestation of the very presence of God. And you know what? This book, this Bible, is a symbol of the presence of God. And so we need to keep this forthwith in our lives, don't you think? And bless God and thank Him. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. How could we expect God not to chasten us if we're going to ignore His Word and just kind of know what He's told us to do? You know, uh, when our forefathers came to this country, uh, there's two things that not only was it a, a war of, of, of uh, independence uh, from England, it was also a, a religious war, so to speak. It was, it was about understanding that there is a creator. And we have to grasp that. We have to go back to the basic. God is a creator. He is the creator. All of it was God. He says in Isaiah 40, all the nations are dropping the bucket. God created the nations. Shem, Seth, and Japheth, the, the sons of Adam, that's where all the nations come from. If you search that, you'll see the, the Oriental, and the European, and the Afro-American. They all come. And God sent nations, and He separated them, and He did it for a purpose. And then God chose nations to bless them. And we didn't go by anything that God did particularly to understand, but God did it. And what we need to do is say, thank you, God, that you've blessed America. And we ought to say, oh God, I want to live for you, who died for me, to exhibit the liberty that, that you've given us, and bless you in this time that you've given us to rejoice in this great liberty in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Uh, the symbol of the Word of God, the symbol of God, and how important that is in our life, in our churches, in our nation, that we would see this great need to, to show the symbol that God is with us. I mentioned that God is creator. And the other thing, if you're going to really appreciate God as creator, that's why, that's why the deal in America today, what we're up against, now there's going to be evil. We just well admit it. We're not in heaven yet. But what it's about is because when you embrace God as creator, 
What you also got to deal with is the depravity of man. And so when our forefathers came over, and foremothers, what they understood was God was creator. But they also understood the depravity of man. That we needed to know that we were not able on our own to know how to live, to know how to fix society. And now we're getting to the point that the government or the world, society, all the problems of society are dealt with apart from God. And that's why we see in the mess. If anything, hey, if anything, we need to look at our nation today, as blessed as it is, and see the chaos as a validity of the truth of God's Word. Of the truth of God's Word. Now, if we're going to wallow in materialism and sensuality, and we're going to wake up and we're not going to be fulfilled, we're not going to have any purpose, and we're going to turn to drugs, and we're going to turn to things that turn us away from God. And may God help us to see that and bless God in that. So we see the symbolism of God. And then secondly, I want us to see that we need to see that we need to see the ring is something that you see. I mean, it's, it's, it's evidence if you are married, you have a ring on your finger, right? So it's a symbol of a vow. That's what it is. And I think about that from the standpoint of letting freedom ring and see the repentance that, that brings us freedom. How did you come to understand your need of grace and when you're convicting, the guilt of your sin laid heavy on your heart? And you know what happened when God blessed you and led you by His goodness to repent? Didn't you feel freer and cleaner? That is a ring of freedom. It's the same deal where the prodigal son who left his father went away and he lived like he wanted to live. He lived apart from God's rule. And when he came to himself in Luke 15 and he comes back to his father and in verse 22, he, did, he said, I just want to be a servant. I don't need my inheritance. I'm not worthy of it. What does his father do? Remember, he tells his servants, the father did, put a robe on him and a ring on his finger. See, the ring was a symbol of authority. It's the ring like uh, the king put on uh, Mordecai in the Old Testament book of Esther. He put him a ring and he said, this is never, you got the authority to send this decree to preserve the Jews. Oh God, bless this nation because only God can preserve us. And we need to see that as a great need in our lives to bless Him and rejoice in Him that, that we might see and let freedom reign. The problem we have, I think about in James 2.2, 2, there was a golden ring there that the Scriptures used to manifest prejudices. And he says, if you see a man with a golden ring and you want him to sit up front somewhere in your synagogue, you see all the Christians then at first in the early church were very poor people, most of them. And so lots of times they didn't dress really good. So they were just talking, don't, don't let that be. But, but the problem is, and how I see that, is where we get hindered in that in our nation as when we see things on the outside. 
and we think about them and we forget where they come from. In other words, our vision could be distorted. When we sing, my eyes have seen the glory, are we thinking, rather, my eyes have seen the gold? Because we now have a situation in this world. I don't have to tell you about it. I know that I'm preaching to the choir, but we're living in a world despite all the symbolism of God's Word in our nation, that we want to see things different. It's like in the book of Judges, in the great situations that brought judgment there, when every man sort of went his own way. Every day, I think the Scripture says, every man did right according to his own eyes. And we're seeing that, aren't we? We're calling things different now than we've ever done it before. For example, when God says, thou shalt not murder, we see that different. We see that as pro-choice. We see that as abortion. God calls it drunkenness. But we call it alcoholism, a social disease. God calls it sodomy. We call it an alternate lifestyle. A gay lie. That's what we call it. God calls it perversion. We call it pornography, adult entertainment. God calls it a morality. We call it the new morality, the cancel culture, so to speak, the new world. I've got to tell you, what a blessing we have to know that God has given us a rule. You know, only Israel was given the law of God. You ever thought about that? God didn't give his law to anybody else. He gave it to his nation. And he has given us his, given us his word. He has given you his word written on your heart is the new covenant. And we need to bless him in that and thank him for it and hope that it would help us do better in our lives to manifest that our God is so gracious and he's given us such a blessed nation. Oh, how goodness we ought to rejoice how we ought to pray for one another, love one another, and yet be steadfast in making sure that we see God as the ultimate umpire. God makes the calls. That's how we need to see it. Or we're willing to see that and bless God in it. And then lastly, I want us to think about let freedom reign as, as a sound. What if, just note, and I know I'm briefly, and i got to end up pretty soon, but you think about freedom ring. I think about the symbols that a ring is. I think about seeing it, what it should do to us. You know, you wear the ring on your left, fourth finger of your left hand. You know, I, I found out something I didn't know. Why you ever did that? You ever wondered why that was? Because there's supposed to be a vein that runs from that finger right directly to the heart. I don't know if that's true or not, but it makes sense. That ought to be the vow when you have a vow of a spouse, but also as a nation, because we are the bride of Christ, and God has blessed us as a nation in Him. But also to have a sound of that. You know, it was a time in early America, every house, of course there was most of them on the farm life, had a farm bell. And, you know, we've got one out in our yard. I know there's kind of antiques now, just novelties. But every now and then, I'll go out and ring it, particularly if my grandkids are out there. 
You know, the farm bell would warn people. Farm bell would call people in to dinner. I mean, they would be working out in the fields. And we need to know the sound was made. And you know what? We have so many Christians. When I believe right now in this nation, God is stirring America. And I believe this. I believe so long we've been silent. And we've been doing the right things, but we haven't made a sound. You know, we're communicating too much on Facebook and texting. When we need to be talking, we need to be looking people in the eye and expressing with our heart that we love God and that we're really wanting to serve Him. And we need to be able to call sin, sin, and do it in love, and do it in the strength that God would give us by His mercy and grace. But you know, I think we're kind of afraid to ring the bell sometime. You know that old bell out there in my front yard? Sometimes it gets a wasp nest in it. So I have to be careful when I ring the bell. I think in our lives, a lot of Christians, we don't want to say much because we're afraid we might get stung. And we just let it hang, you know. May God help us to understand that there's no stinger because of Christ. Oh, death, in 1 Corinthians 15, where is your sting? We need to be able to let it rank. And we need to say as Joshua, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Now, you know, we might say as a nation, how are we going to change this? What can we do? We can do just as much as that little boy that was throwing the starfishes back into the ocean. You remember that story, don't you? This little boy walking down the beach throwing starfish that had washed up, washed up from a high tide. And he met a man, and the man said, Son, what you doing? He said, I'm throwing these starfish back in the water. And he said, Son, that's silly. I mean, son, look at all these multiplied thousands of starfish. He said, you're not going to make any difference at all. And he threw another one when the man, as the man stood there, he said, it made a difference to that one. I'll tell you, to make a difference to your children and to your grandchildren, to let freedom reign, to let the word of God and the liberty that he's given us be manifest in a way that we would bless his holy name and rejoice in him. So may God help us to do that. May God help us to be thankful for this great nation. In verse 21, For our hearts shall rejoice in Him because we have trusted in His holy name. Trusting. May the Lord bless us that we wouldn't be afraid to ring the bell, to sound the sound of His grace. That we wouldn't be afraid to join the church. That we wouldn't be afraid to be baptized. That we wouldn't be afraid to to deal with afflictions and sufferings in our life for the cause of Christ. May the Lord help us. It's a great nation, a great place. May the Lord bless us. You know, we're living in a world, and I know we have so many good men and women in leadership positions, but it's getting to the point where a person can promote a sinful lifestyle but little children can't have a nativity play in schools. May the Lord bless us. May the Lord help us to know from where our help comes and to thank Him because it's you and your prayers that's going to make the difference. You know, uh, many years ago in this nation, a great revival was started. There was a man by the name of Jeremiah Lamphere. 
in Manhattan, New York, decided he was going to have a prayer meeting. And there was only one there. And then six the next day. And then he kept at it. And then kept at it. And it spread. And within a year, a million people, I read, were converted, were went into the church. In fact, it spread not only in these United States, all across the world. Isn't that amazing? I'm going to tell you, it makes a difference. God is so amazing. And what amazing nation he's given us. What a platform. What a reason we have to be light to the world. To be able to take on the missionary motivation, if you will, of acknowledging the joy of serving God and thanking Him that He's given us the liberty to do that in the United States of America. Would you bow with me? Lord, we thank You so much for this day and for the joy we have of living in America. Forgive us, Lord, for all our criticism. Help us see, Lord, the blessings of Your preservation so far. And trust, O oh God, and depend on You to bless us even further. And help us, Lord, to make sure our own homes are in a situation that you can bless us, to be a part of the catalyst of grace that you will use to inspire a home, a community, a workplace, a church, a state, and a nation. Thank you, Lord, again for this nation and for all the wisdom and the reverence and the humility and the bloodshed and the pain and the suffering and the strength that you have given to men and women to make this such a wonderful place. We rejoice and thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.